and welcome to the semi-finals preview now. It's just it's just me again, so um, yeah, I might as well just get going. So the, the first game uh, of the quarterfinals was Switzerland versus Spain in, in a game where I think I did say Switzerland could possibly pull off an upset, and they nearly did. Um, they did go down quite early on to Spain, thanks to, sadly, Dennis Sicario own goal. You win some, you lose some. But then, later on, Switzerland were able to back a, or get a goal back from, from Jordan Shakiri um, to equalise. And it, the game stayed at 1-1 for the, for the rest of the time until it got to penalties. And the only reason this game had gone to penalties was due to the fact that Jan Sommer once again had a masterclass of the game and single-handedly carried Switzerland to the to this to penalties and his importance in the team was shown right from the off in the penalties when he saved Sergio Busquets is penalty and so that was giving Switzerland any hope that they could possibly make it to the semi-finals however after Mario Gavranovic and Dani Omar both scored to make it 1-1 on penalties Switzerland would go on to miss their next three penalties and although Jan Sommer was able to save from Rodri, he wasn't really able to do that much else. And Switzerland would lose 3-1 on penalties. So it's a shame um, that Jan Sommer had to go out like that after he was so influential in taking Switzerland this far in the first place. And although Switzerland had a great run, they kind of let him down. But it, it finally showed that Jan Sommer had or is able to get the recognition recognition that he deserves. And so obviously Spain make it into the semi-finals and possibly trying to recreate um, their the run that they had in 2012, where although they faced in the final, they were able to beat Italy. And Italy is who they are going to face. As Italy, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, depending how you see Italy, ran out 2-1 winners against Belgium, thanks to goals from Nicola Barella and a great goal, one, one of the contenders for goal of the tournament from Lorenzo Insigne. Belgium were able to grab a goal back by Romelu Lukaku, but due to the fact that Italy are masters in shithousery, Italy were able to win as they managed the game very well. And I think everyone is aware of Italy's shithousery with Chiro Immobile and how he acted around the first goal. But it does really mean what now for Belgium, as their golden generation is getting very old, especially their defence, which is their weakest part in the first place. But now it's going to get even weaker because Dedrick Boyata and Jason Denier aren't exactly best centre-backs around, and that's a place that Belgium heavily lack. Um, defenders. In midfield they're alright because they have Yuri Tielemans and Axel Witzel will probably still be around for the Qatar 2022 World Cup but we're looking at players like Toby Alderweireld and Jan Vertonghen both unlikely to be appearing for Belgium in Qatar if they qualify. But obviously in attack Lukaku will probably still be at the peak of his powers. Kevin De Bruyne will be reaching the end of his prime 
And obviously, the person that stood out the most in this game for Belgium was Jeremy Doku. Um, obviously, you know what me and Nick have said about him before. But even if Eden Hazard is not able to get back to the, his best that he was a few years ago, in Jeremy Doku, they, they have a not an ideal, not an exact replacement, but a good enough replacement. And Doku showed that he is a very skillful player and caused a lot of issues for... Di Lorenzo at, at right-back for, for Italy. In the other quarter-finals on the day after, the Czech Republic played Denmark, and Denmark ran out 2-1 winners, thanks to goals from Thomas Delaney and Kasper Dolberg. Uh, Joachim Mähler, um, the Atalanta fullback, was great once again and was crucial in setting up Kasper Dolberg's goal. Patrick Schick was also able to back himself another goal, which does leave him equal to Cristiano Ronaldo in the top goal-scoring charts. But I think Ronaldo will win because of the fact that he has more assists, unless Raheem Sterling starts scoring even more. But it, this is the first time Denmark have actually made a semi-final of, interna of an international tournament since 1992, which is the last time, funny enough, they won the European Championship. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to do Christian Eriksen proud and, and win the, the title. And they will be facing England, who played Ukraine in a game which was total domination, really. Um, you could tell Ukraine were already punching above their weight, making it to the quarterfinals. And yeah, Harry Kane bagged, scored one early, and then England kind of just dominated from then on. Um, Harry Kane bagged himself another one. Harry Maguire also scored, as well as Jordan Henderson getting his first goal for England. And obviously that sends England into the semi-finals, which will be played at Wembley, which I think is something to keep note. But what's interesting about this game is the fact that Gareth Southgate finally decided to start Jadon Sancho in this game. And Jadon Sancho repaid the favour and showed why he deserves to be starting, as he had a great game. Yes, there was a chance he had, which was ultimately offside, where he could have actually probably converted it better but apart from that he, he had a great game and clearly showed why he should be starting in the first place but it's quite funny that the fact that Sancho starts as soon after his move to Man United is all but announced I do think that that was probably hindering his chances of starting as it was an issue that could have been affecting him and his training and obviously as that was lifted he was able to get back to his best and so obviously that leads us on to the semi-finals, with the first one being tonight, and that's between Spain and Italy. Obviously, as I said earlier, a rematch of the 2012 final. Obviously, both teams are in completely different places now. Um, I do think Italy are going to be too strong for Spain, because Spain have been taken to extra time in two of their previous games against Croatia and Switzerland now, and... They, they will be suffering from fatigue eventually. And I just think that Italy are too good of a team at the moment. Uh, yes, they will heavily miss Spinazzola, who, who, will, who will miss the rest of the tournament with, with an Achilles injury. But I, I do think that's not really going to matter. And it, this will be the, being coined as the battle of the midfields. Obviously, you have Sergio Busquets, who was key, or has been key, um, in Spain's previous triumphs nearly 11 11 years ago and obviously there's Koke as well as well as 18 year old Pedri who has covered the most distance in this tournament and it's wild due to the fact that he is 
still only 18 and is playing every minute of every game and then he's still got to play the Olympics as well so the fact that he's not really having a proper rest as well it's quite interesting and obviously in Italy you've got Jorginho Barella and Marco Verratti who have been some of the stand-up players for Italy in this tournament so I do think Italy will run out winners and get the revenge from 2012 and will make it to the to the final and and so the obviously the other semi-final is between Denmark and England. Obviously Denmark had the, the problematic start to the f- tournament when obviously Christian Eriksen um, had a issue, sadly had an issue with his heart. And obviously they lost their first game against Finland as well. But then they were able to bounce back after losing to Belgium as well. Uh, obviously they, they blew Russia away 4-1 to send them into the, into the round of 16 in second position. And... Obviously, they've been able to capitalise on it on it since, beating the Czech Republic and beating Wales. And I do think that Denmark could potentially cause England a lot of issues. Yes, you could say, oh, England are at home at Wembley, so it's basically going to be, even though their class is waiting, it's a home game. I don't think this is really going to matter. I think Denmark have been pushed and driven so much by what happened with Ericsson that this is going to take them all, all, it could potentially take them all the way. Is yes, they may not lack the same quality that England have, but they have beaten England in the Nations League in, I think it was as late as October. So this is still quite fresh, and Denmark clearly have the capabilities to beat England, as shown. Obviously, England can beat Denmark as well. So I do think this is going to be an interesting game. Um, it will be interesting to see who Gareth Southgate starts for England, whether it Obviously, it's always the issue who's going to play with Kane and Sterling because obviously, is it Jack Grealish, is it Jaden Sancho, is it Phil Foden? It's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. But as much as um, I would, it would be nice to see Denmark in the final and potentially win it for Christian Eriksen, I, I probably do think England are going to triumph. And so we will be looking at an England versus Italy final. This may all come back to bite me like half the stuff me and Nick have said in the past, but. This, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be seeing Italy versus England in the final. So that's my quick semi-finals preview and quarter-finals review. Um, We'll be back before the final. This time Nick will be back with me. And yeah, um, thank you for listening. Please follow us, like us, subscribe, whatever. And we will see you for the finals preview. (laughs) 